This is the Doing Good Through Food podcast, hosted by Alex Coffin. Join us as we explore all the ways food and the businesses that serve it can be a force for good in the world. Hi, everybody. Alex here. Welcome to Doing Good Through Food. I'm really excited to bring you this episode. It's a conversation with Mark McSee. For those who don't know him, Mark is one of the leading food and drink and hospitality brand and marketing minds in the world. He's got over 20 years experience of brand marketing, digital, social media um, in senior positions at lastminute.com, Barclay Card, Yo Sushi, Pret-a-Manger and, and others. He co-founded the leading brand and marketing agency, We Are Spectacular, and now he runs uh, the strategy consultancy Supersonic Inc. And on top of all of that, he's a successful podcaster. His Mark McSee Supersonic Food Marketing Podcast has reached number 20 in the iTunes business charts, and it's a regular top 100 podcast overall. So basically, Mark is someone whose opinion on food, drink, hospitality and marketing is worth listening to. And that would be the case at any time. But never more so than when the industry is in shutdown because of coronavirus and operators are looking for any help or answers that they can find. The thing that prompted me to invite Mark on to Doing Good Through Food right now is that he's been putting out lots of free content since the start, since the pandemic first started to affect us here in the UK. And he's ramped things up just recently with the Pub and Restaurant Rebirth Programme, which is a free series of in-depth videos on YouTube to help operators make the most of the enforced downtime and be in the best possible position when they can start to train a, trade again after the lockdown. The link to the program is in the show notes, so do go through and start watching it. If not right now, then straight after listening to this episode, because I, I really believe that you'll get a lot out of it. There are loads of gems in our conversation. Um, while I, I think it'll be interesting to the whole Doing Good Through Food audience, I really hope that it helps those of you who run a cafe or a bar or restaurant and are having a hard time right now with the coronavirus and the shutdown. So we, Mark and I, cover uh, what operators could be focusing on right now, how to market it, market and run a delivery or takeaway service if you haven't done it before, and that's what you're doing to support your community and keep your business going. Uh, what the best operators are currently doing, plus what some what some are doing that they shouldn't be doing. So, in other words, how you can learn from their mistakes to avoid making marketing and PR blunders that would hurt your business. So I really want this episode to be heard by as many people that could do with some help as possible. If you know someone who runs a food and drink business, please share it with them and um, yeah, get get the get Mark's advice, get these uh, these gems out to the people that need to hear them. So I'll I will stop there so we can just get into the conversation. I hope you're staying safe wherever you are. And I hope that you enjoy the episode. We are live. Mark, welcome to Doing Good Through Food. Thank you. Good to be here. It's a pleasure to have you on. It really is. Um, you, you're a prominent voice in the industry and somebody I've, I've known for a while. I've, I've followed you for, for some time. And I think quite a lot of the people that listen to this will know of you as well or, or of Supersonic or if we are spectacular or through one of those ways. And, you know, lots of value all around brand and social marketing and just general industry information. But um, basically, since the start of the corona p- 
pandemic, you know, since, since it started to really impact us here in the UK, I basically, uh, I felt like you've been posting a lot with great advice for people that are struggling and going through this. So that's, I made contact and I said, you know, I just wanted to say thank you for what the content that you're putting out at the moment. I think I said that it would be, I felt like it would be a bit of a light at a dark time for some people. So I just thought I'd start by saying, uh, in person, thank you. Thank you again. You know, I really, I, I appreciated it and I'm sure lots of people do. Yeah, no, no worries. I mean, basically, there's a few things that were going on in my head and I was sort of living through it, but I was living through it like, you know, 10, 15 times with, with all the different clients that I've got. Um, mm-hmm. So it was interesting to see the different ways that people were handling it and, and things like that. And what I was trying to do, I suppose, was try and be relevant and you know something I I was thinking about was it's dead easy being a marketer and you know spouting all your stuff and and all the rest of it but the test of a true or a truly good marketer would be adapting for these times and you know Mark Ritson we were just talking about him off mic the the famous market marketing professor he uh, released a, a article last night in marketing week and it was quite amazing because um he really says what he thinks and you know that's a good thing and he was sort of saying enough of this empathetic woe is me marketing and you know people like mcdonald's he was taking a pot shot at where you're splitting the golden arches and and it's like that's all very nice but either a are you doing anything to help truly and b are you actually doing something to move your business forward and i think i'm in the last camp that i don't know if there's much that i can do really you know with, without sort of leaving my job and going and volunteering and stuff to, to help the, the benevolent part but i thought the best way that i can help is to get people ready for when the green light happens and it was like like i've got 20 years of knowledge i mean right knowledge or wrong knowledge or or whatever but it was like at least if I can just put it out there I hope there wouldn't be too much backlash of any trolls or negativity or anything like that and and the main thing I was really thinking about was was Gary Vaynerchuk um who I'm a Mm. fanboy of and you know he talks about two times in the year when you can get ahead you know when times are normal so one is when everyone's going skiing and you see everyone away enjoying themselves for a week in February or whatever it is, all the poshos. Um, and then at the end of the year, well, August, everyone's sitting around the pool having Rosie. And mm-hmm. he was like, you know, talking almost like a king, you know, king cobra or something. It's just like, that's your time to strike. And I'm a big fan of that. Like, when everyone else is in one state of mind or they're sleeping or whatever, that's when putting in the extra hours and the extra effort really works. So I would be disappointed if a lot of marketers right now are spending too much time of being in the moment. You know, the messages are out there. It's like, look, we're closed or look, we're doing something else. Don't sweat the small stuff. You know, really, if if you put that day of effort or two days of effort into creating your brand DNA or your new marketing strategy and of course, there's worries and concerns about will there be a business or, but I think you've just got to act as if. And even if mm-hmm. you do the work and do the study and do the hard yards, then from that perspective, what can happen is you'll then be able to take that to your next job or the next experience. So 
I I would treat this downtime like that summer you had before your exams, um, and and just get on with it. You know, I I I wouldn't understand what's stopping people. It's that idea of time time spent planning is never it's never wasted, is it? You're not um, even if you don't actually use the plan necessarily. I mean, once once we get back a bit to normality, once we get the green light, who knows what the the scene is actually going to be like i'm sure it's going to be very fast moving and but if you've if you spent some time planning it's not going to be wasted whatever no. whatever that happens to look like no um, i mean maybe it's it has all happened very fast i mean to be fair to people i mean it was a couple of days ago i mean it was changing hourly what was going on um but i think the you know the best people and and the best brands will, will you know turn on a sixpence to be able to do it you know so, I mean, the, the situation right now, I sp- I'm going to put this out as, as soon as I can, you know, just because obviously it's speed is of, of the essence and, you know, everything is that we're talking about is is timely, like we're saying, you're sort of trying to just get advice out quickly. But if somebody's listening to this a little way down the road, where we are right now, restaurants and pubs and bars and everything else have been closed since what the 23rd. So we're talking, are we five days now? six days a week, something like that, that it's been properly shut down. And I think there's still some confusion. I don't know what, what your sense is, but about what operators are actually able to do. The, the first guidance was, you know, that uh, the regulations have changed so that, re- that you, if you don't already offer delivery and takeaway, you can do that. But I think there's still some sort of confusion about, you know, people coming into work, what they can do, what they can't. And I think people are still, a lot of people seem, still seem to be wrestling with that, you know, or, or whether there's something they can do or whether they do just shut down altogether. I mean, what, what's your take on it? Well, there's quite a few things that are going on. And um, I'm trying to actually um, very quickly, while I'm talking to you, do a little bit of, uh, what is it, Adam Buxton calls it, um, fact-checking Santa. Okay. <laughs> um, so I'll, I'll try and do that. But basically, um, what, yeah, it's not abundantly clear. Um but basically, the, the list of essential retailers are supermarkets and other food shops, mm-hmm. pharmacies, off-licenses and licensed shops selling alcohol, including those within breweries. So there's something there. And obviously, yeah. food shops. Petrol stations, um, I'm using mine an awful lot in Deliveroo, actually. Um, not for mm-hmm. petrol, but for all the other things. Yeah. Uh, newsagent bicycle shops, I think, you know, it's a good time to be in bikes. Um Okay. I've had three different friends all phoning saying they were off to buy bikes today. So, yeah, right. I think there'll be, you know, I think you'd be all right if you work for Evans. Um, home and hardware stores, uh, laundrettes and dry cleaners, garages for MOTs and whatnot, pet shops, post offices, banks. Now, when you look at that, I mean, it's not clearly saying um, that you're allowed to do sort of takeaways from anywhere. So it will be quite interesting to see what happens. Um, but there, there's people sort of changing the description of what their company is as well. So there's people almost switching to being social enterprises. I think the, okay. the absolute case in point is um, Leon. Leon have just done incredibly well. So John Vincent is out there um, as, as the poster boy for this. They've turned all of the shops into, you know, sort of uh, almost sort of grocery stores. 
Um, and then mm-hmm. they're also, you know, serving uh, the communities and the NHS and, and all these other things. So, you know, I think they've really stepped up to the plate and I think they'll come out of this in, incredibly well. Um, but are, are, they, they doing, are they doing that by de- they're delivering in to, to those places? They're delivering to hospitals yeah. and stuff, I believe, yeah. Um, okay. uh-huh. But then there's other questions, which going back to the earlier point, which is, well, you what you need to have to run your business is um, a very small group of volunteers that will pick up orders under strict supervision and social distancing rules. Mm-hmm. Um, so... That's another question as well. How do you social distance if you're working in a Leon? You know, so there's a lot of things that are are, are coming down the track on that. Um, but I did see, or someone, uh, Hamish at Peach Pubs this morning, I was on a call to him, and he said that St. Austell had a brilliant uh, video that might be worth mm-hmm. looking out for or putting in the show notes or whatever. And... Um, what they were doing was they're actually like X marking the spot, okay, um, on you know on the floor of where you were allowed, you know, almost like the airport saying, um, yeah, yeah, further forward. And then the other example, stand there and yeah, I stand there and don't go, you know, don't go anywhere. Yeah. And um, yummy pubs, so massive, massive respect to those guys. Um, so I've been following Tim at Yummy Pubs, who's just a great individual anyway. But you know, all of them. I've been doing a great job, but what they've done is they've taken one of the pubs, certainly, and they've completely deep cleaned the whole thing. Then they've made it for delivery and takeaway. They've got a viewing platform set up uh, so that they can see cars arriving. Then they get everything ready, and then they take it out, and they leave it in this kind of no-man's-land sort of area, which Mm -hmm. has got tables there that have been deep cleaned and everything, and also hand sanitizer. And what Tim is doing, I believe, is self-isolating with one other member of staff in the pub, staying there. Okay. So I I don't know what his family arrangement is or whatever, but I'm imagining yeah. he's not seen his family and he's yeah. doing that for the community. That kind of stuff would make you weep. You know, it, it, it would just thing to do. put a grown adult to tears. So you're just going, you know, the, these kind of unsung hero stories. Mm. Um, are really exciting. But what I was going to say to you was, I've just opened Deliveroo on my my phone. Man, there's still a lot of operators kicking about. Um, you've got Wimpy, you've got VIP Pizza, you've got the Dark Kitchens, you've got Pizza Hut, Papa John's. Mm. Um, you know, so I think there seems to be, and you've got fish and chip shops and all different things. So I I think it, there seems to be a a little bit of a grey area, which is. If you and Leon's on there actually as well. So if you do food delivery, you seem to be kind of okay at the moment. But I'm guessing at the other end, you're having to do some sort of at least try your best to do things a little bit more stringently. Um. So yeah, I mean, but yeah. a bit long may it continue. You know, delivery and delivery and takeaway is never going to for a lot of people cover all the other costs and everything, but. If it keeps people mentally, you know, focused on things, um, mm-hmm. if it gives people jobs, if it, you know, helps people when they're in self-isolation, you know, that apparently tonight, according to my daughter, we're having dominoes. So, right. you know, like, and, and it is wee treats because they're, they're long days working from home at the moment and even longer for the people that are maybe stuck in a room themselves. You know, it's it's hard, hard yards. 
Yeah, no, hundred percent. I, I, I fully agree. Um, one of the things that I'm, I suppose I'd really love, I'd love your take on is I've seen, I've seen companies taking flack for operating as a takeaway, um, either because they're sort of being accused of, um, being opportunistic or something like that, or, or, you know, maybe more, maybe fairly, you know, that they're putting people at risk by being open. Obviously, if people are going through all those measures that you, you were just describing, you know, I I think there's, there's a very, a good answer to that, you know, about what they're doing and, and, and the reasons that they're doing it for. But if, if somebody is listening to this and thinking, you know, I, I, I want to, to try to, or they're trying to keep a sort of a takeaway delivery option available, trying to keep themselves going. I mean, how do they avoid bad messaging at this point? How, how do they avoid being seen as opportunist or putting people as at risk from a marketing point of view? What, well, what yeah, would you I say? Mean, that, that's a fair point. I mean, there's, there's a couple of ways, you know, going back to the customers who are giving people flack, A, there always will be. B, um, mm. I think you know, you can vote with your feet. You know, if you don't like what's on the TV, change the channel, right? Just don't mm-hmm. shop there and tell your closest group of friends not to shop there. You know what I mean? That's all you can do. Um, it's a really grey area. And I would I would argue, you know, where do you draw the line? Um, and, and I guess the other thing is, I worry a little bit where there are a lot of brands that have closed with their big message of it's with a heavy heart and we've mm-hmm. closed this and we want to keep our staff safe. And, you know, I... And I, I don't know if I if I feel that the majority of operators are putting their staff in danger. You know, there'll, there'll be some, like, you know, like there is people with zero hygiene ratings and all that, of course. But mm. I think for the majority of the brands that we know and love, they put an inordinate amount of effort into training and, and, and care and looking after, after their people. So... You look at it and you go, well, would you rather be in that situation where you're doing something, and there is a mental health issue here, um, or would you rather do a Witherspoons where, you know, they've had a bit of a shocker of late, you know, yeah. sort of saying... Sort of half pay and then yeah. sending them off to Tesco, so wasn't it yeah. the last so, last thing I read? I mean... It, not, not not ideal, but, um, but in no. terms of the fact what you can do to combat that, it's, it, it's just um, what you should be doing all day every day anyway which is just let people in put up as much content as you possibly can about all of just your story you know show clips of or show a full length thing of from an order coming in to it going out to it going to the person's door Mm. what happens and don't do it polished for that and you know just be doing that every single time um talk people through the, the the decision that you've made to say this is why we're staying open and we're doing this, we're doing that. If you are, you know, also focused on feeding the front line and, and all these things, you know, the NHS and the needy and, and the emergency services and teachers and carers and all these people, then, you know, tell that story as well. So I think it is just tell stories and just let people see because otherwise they'll make up their own mind about it and mm-hmm. it's probably based on falsities. So it's almost like the old McDonald's thing where they did some great advertising lately where they told people the facts, which was 
the hamburgers are 100% beef and the, um, you know, the chickens aren't made from Franken, the McNuggets aren't yeah, made yeah. from pink gloop or whatever. Um, I think it's the same thing. Just myth bust and just keep doing it. And the people that will it will resonate with will be your customers and the people that have still got a problem will probably still have a problem. But unless you're fundamentally doing something wrong or you get caught red-handed where people are too close or, I mean, you can even just print out your staff training manual, take people through a training session. I mean, nothing is off limits. Like in this time, it's just, we are doing all these things to stay safe. Um, I mean, you might even change strap lines or, you know, all these things mm-hmm. to reflect, you know, how much care you're putting into it. But, you know, it's it's been said that you're needing between 80 to 100 pieces of content a day um, split across your channels for social anyway. Well, this is a good time to, you know, pump those. Um, and then there's and then there's the other side of things where brands are ty- trying to engage and have a bit more fun when it's Instagram lives and cooking classes and, and all that thing. But I think in terms of that flack thing, it's just absolutely about you being open and honest and transparent. And you know, and if you're not doing that, then you're going to get flack probably. So you need to, you know, tune into that and help back. There's other things as well, like you know. Um, all of the ratings and review sites, you'll, you'll hear a lot there. If you've got any social listening tools up, um, mm-hmm. you can have a look at that too. You've got things like Feed It Back, um, which you know bring it all together for you in an easy way. So, you know, there's, there's ways and means for you to keep abreast of it. But it's just don't take your eye off the ball either. I know everyone's stretched, maybe trying to just keep their business going and all the rest of it, but keep watching about, A, the temperature of this whole situation, because it could be that, next week, you know, as pubs kind of were lately, mm. um, restaurants a bit as well, you know, takeaway and delivery might be next week's demon. So just stay tuned and be in line with, with people's thoughts, I think, and, and you'll do okay. I mean, that's, that's great advice. Let people in, I think is, yeah, that, I mean, that's, that's yeah, advice for everybody. Keep people out, but you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let, let people in, in that way. Okay. Yeah. Um, so if, I mean, I guess it would be much the same sort of advice if if people have taken the decision for for whatever whatever reason safety or for you know just a business decision they've decided they are going to they're shutting would you just advise them to kind of keep putting out contents keep those marketing channels open and keep pushing those things in with in whatever way they can or um I mean, would you if people are shutting down and shutting down all of their central functions i mean is do you think that's a a big problem at this sort of a mistake in this sort of situation. I I don't think it's a mistake. You know, I, I think it's um, you know people need to do what they feel is is right for their business and for their teams and mm. their customers and, and all that. Um, there's a couple of weird things going on. I've seen a couple of sort of brasserie pub chains, um, and in small groups as well, and. It depends which way you want to play it, you know, and, and these few have went down the route of, like, everything's normal. And it's okay. a bit like, you know, here's a picture of a pub garden and everything's sunny and, you know, it's like, mm, that's weird. So I think... And, you, and is, is this stuff that they're putting out, this wasn't just scheduled stuff that's... Sort of, they're, they're putting this out. Yeah. That's, it's, I wonder why, why do you think that might be? 
I think that's, that's they're it. trying to be a bit tongue in cheek. Um, let me see if I can find it. But um, mm. I think they're trying to be a little bit tongue in cheek. But I think it feels a bit deaf to me. Um, so mm. wait, and I'll see. Wait, uh, hang on. So I mean, it definitely, it definitely sounds a bit tone deaf. You know, there's there was certainly. I've, I think I've not seen lately any sort of jokes about this, but I mean, the, certainly in the first, when this was first starting to become a, a bit of a thing, you know, I saw Corona offers and those, you know, sort of jokey kind of comms. And I, I think that sort of stuff is largely way off. Way yeah, off. exactly. And it, I mean, it's way off then. And I think obviously now it would be, it just would, you know, we'd just fall down dead, but it's, it, well, I think, even I think, trying to pretend things are normal, that seems a bit. Well, I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to say, um, here's a delicious drink being served at our pub, um, but and here's the recipe you try at home. But for mm. you to get all that, because you know what it's like when you're scrolling, you just see something that just jars and you're like, whoa. So there's, there's been quite a few of those. Um, mm. I think still what I haven't seen enough of is user-generated content of when deliveries have been going out or people making the recipes or whatever, you know, I think you should be encouraging customers to show your brand in their home and how they're enjoying you uh, or, or you know, a cocktail you've put out or, you know, a listening party or whatever it is, and, you you know, you, you pump that out the other way. Um well, that, that would feel a lot more sort of that would feel more honest. I, I yeah, would, yeah, I would I, guess I, than than trying to say you know, here's the pub garden and everything's fine. Yeah. So there's 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 been a few. Um, there's other people that have went sort of lateral, not as many as I would like. Um, but you know, people are doing then past kids pasta making classes. Uh, Chin Chin, a, a lovely wee restaurant down here in Brighton's doing that. Uh, on on IGTV. Um. You've got, um, obviously, you know, there's the Joe Wicks and Candice Brown and, and all these people yeah, are doing yeah. like, your fitness and cookery classes. And so I think there's room for a lot of that. Um, I, I personally, you know, because I'm completely in love with Wagamama, I was just wondering, you know, could they have done something fun about, you know, educational in Japan? And they seem to have went back to Japan after being a bit more Pan-Asian for a while. Um, mm. So... I, I thought there was room. I mean, we might see it coming, but I've not seen anything from 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 them on that. So I think everyone's straddling this kind of Greenwich Mean Time line at the moment, where it's can I get foot in a? Oh, this is terrible, you know, and 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 all the rest of it. They've also got a foot in what we can do to help you. Um, so it, it it's hard for for them to judge, but I think what I would be tempted to do is figure out how you can be most helpful and relevant to the your your full customer base that are at home um and how you can engage with them in the right way and then from there starting to think about your comeback and planning your comeback as a you know if it's eight weeks it looks like this if it's 12 weeks it looks like this if it's six months it looks, looks like this um so I think it's kind of having that that dual hat on but doing too much marketing around coronavirus and the effect of coronavirus and, you know, that kind of stuff I think will only last for so long. The enforced downtime, you know, this is, is so there's some, some degree of it. 
however fully was shutting down, I think there's, you know, there's, there's time to reflect that there might not normally be, you know, and there's operators, obviously, as sort of very busy people. I mean, I'd basically just love to ask you about this program that you've put together, this rebirth program, all about preparing for reopening. And what, where would you tell somebody to start who's in that situation now? Yeah, well, I think um, there's, there's a little bit about mindset. So um, I've had conversations with operators uh, lately where they are just a bit like, uh, my head's not really in this, so a call will get cancelled, or and I can totally understand that. But I think within the next couple of weeks, I think people have had will have had their kind of down, down time, if you like. Um, mm. And then now it's about their up sort of down time. And what mm-hmm. I was sort of thinking about was um, just leapfrogging the whole situation. So there's no point in me really getting involved in any way about coronavirus or what's happening right now or, you know, and the clients that I've got um, aren't really doing huge programs or they're doing bits here and there, but, you know, mm. it's not like a Leon massive effort that would, you know, completely engulf your life um, for the next while. And that's where they are focusing and, and I think it's the right thing to do for them. So mm-hmm. I just thought, the, what's the best thing that I can do? So it's a bit like, do I talk to industry experts about, you know, the situation or what it means for them or, you know, and I was like, well, there's a lot of good stuff on that going on and I don't know how much more I'd really have to add. And I was thinking, I've always had a bee in my bonnet, which is I don't think, and it's not their fault, by the way, I don't think a lot of marketers in food and drink or hospitality have actually ever had the proper training. So hmm. they've never had the, uh, you know, either the graduate position at one of the FMCG places or they've done the degree or, you know, even worked as a market manager somewhere else. Now, what tends to happen is, and it might be less and less now, I don't know, but certainly when, when I was around in an operator side, it was, oh, there's the wee guy who's somebody's son of the director who comes in and, do you know what, he's really good at social media, so all of a sudden he's your social media manager. Um, And just because you use Facebook doesn't make you a good social media manager. And also, or not Facebook now or whatever, pick your channel. Um, But, you know, always think about just because I drink beer doesn't mean to say I'll be a good brewer, right? So I think, you know, from that perspective, it's, it's hugely flawed. And because a lot of the time, we don't have time in hospitality. We potentially don't have budget. We don't really have rigor in a lot of businesses. We're, we're kind of flying by the seat of our pants every day. Um, then it's just like they'll do. So what happens is you hire someone that will do because, you know, they were good at hosting an event once and all of a sudden they're the head of PR. Um, and, and it's just this kind of false economy. Now, what happens if you get someone in to the job that they'll do, then what they provide is that will do marketing. And that's where no one's happy, pretty much. And it goes out, mm. customer isn't happy seeing it, you're not happy at going out and all the rest of it. So having had the, the, the luck, I suppose, of working in uh, dot-com sort of travel stuff and leisure, uh, Barclay Card, um, the, the music magazines in different places, I've, I've managed to see some incredible 
you know, sort of marketers and, and people coming in that have had that training. Now, I never did. You know, I, I got my marketing degree at, at Paisley. Um, you know, was it the best marketing degree in the world? Probably not. Was it the top school in the world? Definitely not. But it was enough to then learn on the job. But if you don't have those fundamentals and basics in place and those building blocks, it's almost like you having, I don't know, like a golf swing. You know, you can go up and whack the ball and give it your best shot, but the people that do the best have just got the same approach every single time and they've got a, mm-hmm. a sort of routine. Is that something different with our industry, with food and drink, you know, with the other industries that you saw? Is that, do they not have that um, sort of tradition of people just being put in because they're they're okay with Facebook or, you know, Massively. whatever it is? It, it, Massively. So, our, our, you know, I, I said, I actually got a little bit of flack for it, but I said a while ago, and again, it's no disrespect, I'm on the side of the marketers and I, I want to help them. But I, I think um, I, I think we're a generation behind. Really? Marketing. In terms of really, truly understanding, you know, marketing total, really, truly understanding brand. Now, I've just come off doing a tone of voice uh, workshop with an expert. Um, and she was talking through it and we were talking about the industry and, and it's like how many food and drink brands hospitality brands have truly got an outstanding tone of voice I mean you know, counting on one hand you know I mean who, who I would say somebody like I don't know I'm interested in, to know if you would say, call them outstanding but I think of somebody like uh, Brewdog as having a a tone of voice and, and you know some, as somebody that I that you know that that's them I mean is that what you mean when you say outstanding yeah, yeah. that you so, that they just yeah you, you know it's instinctively them so you've got Brewdog I'd, I'd say you've got um, Pret obviously mm. you've got Nando's uh, Wagamama pretty decent uh, Leon Deschamps quite good you know so you know, yeah. maybe you're getting to 10 right but if you look across the entire industry, when you see a you know Italian chains poster, do you really, really, really know it's you know if you covered up the logo in the colorways, hmm. you know? Uh, oh, sorry, Etsu's very good tone of voice as well with Julian. But so yeah, you're looking at about ten. So with that, if you go into other industries now, it's interesting. I've just done a podcast, and it's not all about maybe sort of May time, depending on how all this shakes down. Um, with uh, the guy that took over from me at Prep, uh, Mark Palmer, who's okay. possibly the most outstanding marketer I've ever met. And um, he... It's good not to be following him in there. Oh, well, and he was after me, so yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 um, but, you know, he's, he's just a wonderful man in general. But anyway, so he... Um, was talking about this and he was saying in these other, and it's in food and drink still, but it's in the product side that when you're a marketing manager or a brand manager, it's usually a brand manager, you're actually responsible for the whole business. You are taught to be a mini market, eh, sorry, managing director, a mini MD, and mm. you own the P&L. So you're thinking commercially and, you know, all these things. Um, and that's quite common across a lot of industries. Now, when you go to hospitality, 
And, you know, hopefully things are changing, but hugely, hugely operator-led. Um, and, you know, Robin Rowland that you used to joke about this, but you're pretty much seen as the promotions jockey. So all, you know, if you stick your nose into food development or menu or you get told to naff off, if you talk about uniforms, you usually get told to naff off. I mean, this isn't the better um, you know, sure. percent, but, you know, in the main, I, mean, I certainly did in my, in my jobs. Um, you might get to, to, to look after the music in the restaurant because that's always a poison chalice. Um, if the right. sales go well, it's ops and property. They've done a good job and it's not marketing. And if things sales are down, it's marketing's fault. So it's um, it's quite interesting, you know. Um, and I feel for the, the, the marketing and brand teams out there because you've not got the sort of... Uh, backing of having a wider team and you just they just can't afford it so if I go back to my time at Yosushi for example it was me and a wonderful woman called Mylai and we looked after like 50 odd restaurants just the two of us mm. we eventually got one other headcount um so it's really hard and and you're being reactionary all the time so you very rarely get the chance to sit down and think about brand strategy or marketing strategy or even a marketing plan that you'll stick to because mm -hmm. the phone calls that you'll get is Portsmouth sales were down yesterday. What are you going to do about it? So um, they just wanted some, some activity to happen. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's, well, that's I it. In, I was at a dinner party last week and I met our investor and they said we should sell chips. You know, it's, mm. it, it, it's just, it's just, it's so fast-paced in hospitality. There's so much noise. And, um, you know, someone that was, was, was really good at Yo was um, Alison Vickers, who was the, the, the business development director. And she used to say an awful lot when I was maybe panicking or flapping, just, you know, don't sweat the small stuff. And I think that that is okay, but sometimes then you'll just get shouted down. Now, in other sectors, you would have a lot more respect. You'd maybe even be at the board table mm. and you would be able to say, look, I'm going to do these five things brilliantly and everyone else can just back off. But in hospitality, from my experience and the experience of my clients and, and, and people that I know as well, you've everyone wants to be a marketer. Everyone wants to do brand and they've all got ideas. And a lot of the time you are just executing on what ops wants and they don't necessarily know either. So mm. it can be, it can be a tough, it can be fractious relationship for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, do you think maybe that's partly the, um, you know, it's, it's an industry where there are a lot of, a lot of founders, you know, who've, who've started something out of, very, you know, out of nothing pretty much. And they've, the, the brand, if you like, has sort of grown around them, you know, from them. It's, it's, it's sort of an extension of them. I mean, is, is that what you're coming up against sometimes? Or is it, do you think it's more just fundamental than that, that it's just operators at every level kind of don't, don't want marketing involved? Yeah. I, I think the, it's that whole seven seventeen seventy thing, you know, mm. when, in, in terms of growth, uh, so I think at the 70 stage, you're usually in better shape where proper things are in place and all the rest of it. A lot of the time it is that, you know, zero to 17, 
mm-hmm. area and end of it that can be really tough because it will be streamlined as, as, as little as it can. You will have a founder there, possibly, who they've just got there by sheer vision and passion and persistence. And that's great. And that'll go for a while, but it's a little bit like a, a vapor trail or something, you know, it'll kind of fade eventually. And mm. once you become that bigger entity, you're up against bigger things. And what I come across quite a lot is, um, you know, people say, we're not a chain and all that. And it's just like, you, I'm afraid you are. Um, but it's it's a bit like, what kind of chain do you want to be? Um, and then mm. back to the point that we've ended up skirting completely around was where would you start? Um, to help that thing is is looking at that brand DNA process and everything really starts there. So asking five or six key fundamental questions with the right people in the room um, and, and really having a hard look at what that brand stands for for everyone. Because what will happen is, let's say it was your Sushi, for example, that will be in a few people's heads who are the original lineup. But then mm. as you add more people, they don't quite get what it's all about. And you probably haven't had lots of time to tell them about it. This is not just, you know, I'm using you as an example. I, I don't know if you if it was true, but it certainly was true for, you know, lots and lots of brands. So what happens is it's almost like football where, you know, when Manchester United started, let's say it was a lot of people that, you know, lived in Manchester and really understood it and the bads they were playing mm. for. But eventually mm-hmm. what you do is you hire in better people in inverted commas that are foreign players, if you like. Um, and then when they come in, they probably don't understand what it's all about. Mm-hmm. So that that can be hard. So there is a time in in that whole process where you have to, you know, to keep the football analogy going, um, you know, put your foot on the ball and say, right, what does this mean in this moment in time? And it's only when you share that and engage everyone in it, can you then sort of move forward? Um, but every every restaurant group will have its, you know, differences and idiosyncrasies and, and all that stuff. And it's 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 kind of tough to say, but, you know, generally um, marketing probably just doesn't get the the respect, the support and the, and the bandwidth that it, you know, sh- should have really. Um, mm. But hopefully through, you know, this downtime and people sort of upskilling and all the different things that are going on and, and you know, really taking time to think about things, you know, I, I think it's quite exciting coming out of this, you know, what, what potentially is going to happen. And also thinking about the new brands that are going to be created, that's super exciting. It absolutely is. And just to stay on your, um, your programme for a minute, you've put together this programme, this rebirth programme that is taking people through this process to 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 rethink their business to get you know from a marketing perspective to get to get ready when things open up for business again i mean is this obviously we sort of talked around big brands you know mentioned the osushis and 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 others if if people are listening to this and they're a, a single site an independent or what whatever i mean is this the course for them you know are they are you hoping to sort of take take people like that through this as well, you know, through a brand DNA approach? Yeah, it's, it's for absolutely everyone. And, mm. you know, the neat thing about hopefully the content that I'm putting together is that it's as valid for, 
you know, something that hasn't even started yet to something that's, you know, got 400 sites. Yeah. So, you know, the, the, the theory is the theory is the theory. You know, it works all the way across. So with the brand DNA, you know, it's as relevant to, you know, brand creation as it is sort of brand revolution or evolution. So mm-hmm. that that's hopefully what's so good about it. And, you know, there's a lot of good value in there. I mean, when I'm doing those types of courses, I mean, it's tens of thousands of pounds and sometimes hundreds of thousands of pounds. Um, so I just thought it was good to share the info. And it just means people can have a go themselves. And then obviously, if they'll get any questions or they want to do it properly or for real or whatever, then they can give me a call. But, you know, hopefully... It just puts everyone on a level playing field to come out the back of this in, in a really strong way. Um, I mean, what it doesn't do, obviously, is have me facilitating the session and, you know, helping you get it to bullseye rather than dartboard. But I'm mm. sure a lot of people will be able to, you know, get it a lot of the way there. Um, that will be, be a good starting point for them. And then I'd, I'd, say, I'd, I'd say so. I mean, from what I, I've looked through the, the first couple of modules and this is you know this is on youtube for and i'll make sure obviously we've got the links in the show notes so you know anyone listening can just click through and get started on that straight away but i mean the the first module is all around brand dna and sort of uh some tools to take you through that the questions that you need to ask and what you need to consider and i i think it i think it's really it's really clear you know really valuable i think like we were saying at the beginning, if people, if there are people who want to use this time to try and get a, get ahead in some way, then it's, you know, they, there's a lot there that they can get the teeth into. Yeah, definitely. And I think, um, you know, all, what I'm trying to do is, is almost like if I got hit by a bus in, you know, a few weeks time, if I'm ever out again, mm. then, um, you know, it's all there for everyone. And I'm trying to, you know, hopefully, leverage the, the network that I've got to to have this, you know, every question you ever wanted to know about brand and marketing but were afraid to ask, it's all mm-hmm. there. And there's a, actually I've had a bit of feedback and some people going, oh, God, I can't believe you're just giving all this away or oh, won't other agencies nick it or won't restaurants use it and not pay you? And it's just like, do you know what? Like at the moment, I'd rather be remembered for being generous than, you know, not sort of thing. Um, yeah. And so when you go through it, and I'm I'm sort of closely working with Mimo Interactive, for example, mm-hmm. uh, Avocado Social, and a few others. But there's I'm looking at the list here. There's potentially, I mean, let's see how we get on. But there's potentially, you know, twenty thirty videos. That could really? be happening. So, okay. um, and the other thing I wanted to do was try and do it in a linear fashion to say, mm-hmm. right, job one is sort your brand DNA out of your brand. It's almost like, you know, your knee bones connect to your thigh bone, you know, it all, mm-hmm. it all links up. And again, that's where people get lost. And another thing I'd really recommend doing to anyone that, you know, we were talking about the training and the discipline and all that. If, if anyone has got a spare 1,500 quid, probably not, but if they have, um, Mark Ritson's uh, mini MBA course was amazing. And I, I did it in November, October, right. November last year, just as a bit of a refresh. And mm. I learned so much. And I've been using it in 
all my documents and so that that was phenomenal um so again what that teaches you how everything plugs together and basically it's an mba marketing module from a guy that's taught at the best schools in the world so that's a great thing to do but basically you know you've got your brand dna and then that links to then brand development so visually Mm -hmm. and you know tone of voice wise as we touched on then you want to get into marketing strategy marketing planning local marketing then there's your whole digital ecosystem so that's crm seo ppc voice you know and 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 all the social media channels mm-hmm. tiktok influencers all that then for free we're also putting up a course that allison and i did allison battersby of avocado social we uh, do a yearly thing at propel okay uh, on, on september every year so there's been enough time that it should be okay to to just give that out for free so we're going to sell, you know sort of send that out as well then we we're going to talk about PR, do ones, how to start a podcast, set okay. up products on Amazon, how to win on TripAdvisor, you know, and, and, and. So, yeah. There's, there's, Just putting it all out there. Well, I, I, I'm actually, you know, selfishly as well, I'm thinking this is quite a good wee test to think about maybe productizing everything and, and yeah. putting it into e-learning, you know, down the track or maybe a series of lectures or, yeah. you know, whatever it is. Um, so I think it's um, I think it's exciting. And as much as, obviously, what's happening at the moment is horrendous, um, just having a chance to sit down and do this, um, I'm, I'm probably never going to get another opportunity. So I'm, I'm sort of quite, that's what's getting me out of bed in the morning, you know, to, to, to get that up. And I've got that little... Um, little man or little woman on my shoulder saying you've got to get that video out tonight you know so that's keeping that's me motivated and, stay off the xbox <laughs> yeah well just watching <laughs> the simpsons all day that's it <laughs> <Which I'm into. laughs> so yeah oh, brilliant um, it'll help yeah it, it definitely will i mean I've, I've heard um people who are very you know very vocal about giving giving that sort of thing away as well and they've had had Similar sort of feedback, you know, people similar questioning, people saying, you know, why you're, you're giving giving away too much, and and their their take on it was really, you know, give give away the knowledge. You know, knowledge is is um, it's everywhere at the moment. You know, there's there's too there's so much information. You just you can't really get anything by holding on to it. So just give the information away, and you can charge for implementation. That's that's where you can make the money from it if you like you say some proportion of those people you know even if it's tiny will somebody will see all of this and think i need to work with with you i need to need to get you on board and so yeah i, I, I think it's the way the yeah that's the plan and uh, do you mm. know it was a bit of a silly idea in the first place i mean i think there was some whatsapp groups going on over like a couple of weekends ago mm. and then i you know it gave me a bit of a kick up the bum to say, right, I better do something here um, and and just try and be helpful. And then, yeah, just had the idea, went out into the back garden and there was a bit of sun there and squinted at the iPad and just said, here's 13 things you could do to, to you know, help. You know? Yeah, and that was, was, that was the first thing I saw, actually. That was, yeah. Yeah, it was received really well and, you know, mm. Again, not that I was being too clinical or, or calculated about the whole thing, but, um, you know, definitely not. But when I went to look at my LinkedIn profile, for example, I mean, on 
days after I started posting that content, I mean, and, and usually I'm not too bad on visits, you know, it's not, you know, tumbleweed or anything. But yeah, it was up 500 to 1,000% on, on, on people checking you out. And my Instagram bio was exactly the same. Like usually nobody really bothers. Um, you know, you get a handful of people. Um, mm-hmm. And again, that was up, you know, sort of 20, 30 fold. So yeah, I mean, it works, it works. So I, I think it's just, it's keeping me busy. Um, it's something I've always wanted to do anyway, is just get it all written down. Um, and, you know, it's fun catching up with, you know, people that are really rate to, to get their take on things. And even if one person takes it and reads it and does it, you know, I'll, I'll be, I'll be really happy. So, um, yeah, and I thought it was the only way that I could really best help. Well, like I said, I, I think it's, I think it's brilliant and, you know, I'm, thank you for doing it I, from I'm sure it will be helping plenty of people and you know hopefully you'll you'll hear about it from them um I mean do you think there are just reasons to be hopeful generally you know we obviously we don't know what we're what we're in for like we say eight eight weeks 12 weeks six months you know who knows but what do you think do you think there are sort of reasons when it's, it's been barely a week and I think you know it feels like people are desperate to go out. You know, they're going to be appreciative of their public spaces and local businesses and, and everything else, you know, if whatever's available when people are allowed back out again, I think, I think there's going to be demand, demand there. I mean, do you, do you think that there will be, there could be something like a, a bit of a bonanza there or do you, do you think it's impossible yeah, to say? I, I mean, I, yeah. I think there will be loads. Um, I think about a lot of divorces and a lot of Tinder and Hinge action. Um, yeah. I think, um, it's got to go one way or other. Lots yeah. of babies, lots of divorces. Uh, yeah. yeah. Self-isolation and all that. Um, <laughs> so I think um, it's actually Martin uh, Wollstonecroft at, at ARC, uh, one of my sort of long-term clients, and he's just a good guy, you know, and, and he was quite funny on Facebook, you know, and he was saying, like, actually, I'm worried about this you know, in a fun way, he was like, you know, I'm worried about this opening party. He says, you know, after three beers, I'm going to win the floor. So I think there's actually a word of caution um, that it could be like Christmas Eve times a yeah. um, where we all just need to make sure we stay safe and, and, and all the rest of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think there's a, an industry thing where the best brands will win because what's the brand that you, the top three or four brands that you're craving so again the worst brands will continue to be the worst brands right so the mm. the ones that were the best brands out there are going to be your favorites so they're going to be the ones that you want to get into and but what might happen is the brands that aren't in the top tier uh, might benefit because people just can't get into the top ones for a while so it's going to be it's, it's kind of like everyone's having a restaurant launch across all of their venues at the same time. So it's, it's quite crazy. Um, so I think there's there's a lot of that. Uh, I think eating habits may have changed. I think there's going to be, I think, quite a calling for fresh food. Like, I mm. think we're already, it's almost like Christmas yeah, at the moment where you're just eating too much rubbish. And we're already going, and, you know, I'm, Scottish, right? So veg isn't my, my natural habitat. But 
Um, you know, I'm sitting here going, gee, you know, I, I really would. And there's, there's really a low supply of yeah. fresh. So that's going to be quite interesting. Um, I think delivery is going to become even more of the norm. Um, and take away. Do you think I, that'll just be embedded after this? You know, this... I, I think it's going to be the mainstream. It's, it's going yeah. to be because people have had to. It's kind of like um, when I worked with Bartley Car, uh, contactless was coming in, mm. uh, contactless cards, and when we did the research, uh, people actually said in the focus groups, "Oh, you mean my bank won't contact me? That's great." You know, they were really pleased. Um, and it was like, no, no, it's, it's no, no. Hard, you know. Um, yeah. And it was only when John Lewis adopted it, uh, maybe one of the supermarkets in Pret, that everyone, it just that was the moment. Or right. Come On Go was AR's moment. Or, you know, I, I'm thinking this is actually Instagram Live's moment, when, but everyone seems to hate it. Um, so I think this is, you know, coming out of this and, this will be delivery. Delivery will just become so mainstream. I think you'll see even more innovation in it and probably someone to challenge delivery and mm. do it even better in, in some way. I don't know how, but, you know, that, that, that'll be interesting. Um, I think then the delivery boxes, I think you're going to see a massive boom in that because, you know, a lot of people have either maxed that out or... Um, they're, they're wanting that hybrid of cooking for themselves but mm -hmm. something you know having the idea so it's kind of like recipe books smashed with supermarket delivery and I've just started um, with HelloFresh and I'm a total advocate for it it's been amazing and it's got me cooking again and all I do is work basically right so um, mm. I'm, I'm so glad that I've just had an opportunity to, to cook again. It's been great. Um, so so you, think, you think the the new version of that might be that you you lead it rather than sort of it be here are your recipes for the week, that you you choose the recipes and, and it delivers something more like that? Well, I, I think that's a lot of kind of what HelloFresh and stuff are doing anyway because you do have variety. Mm. So you go in and it gives you the default box what it thinks for you. So if you don't bother, it's kind of like your fantasy football team. If you don't go mm. in and sort out your team, you just get what you've had. So um, there's there's that. So you're sort of leading it anyway. You know, there's enough choice. I mean, maybe it might be a step too far, but I, I think what HelloFresh are doing and Gusto and uh, Mindful Chef, and all, I think they're, they're all doing great. And mm. it's actually quite nice to cook something that you would never normally cook. You know, just completely different. It was, you know, some sort yeah, of yeah. pasta ragu thing last night, and tonight some kind of Korean and halloumi chicken burger or something. So, you know, great. I'm, I'm really up for that. Um, on fact, it'll be tomorrow night because because yeah, Domino's, uh, Domino's yeah. is uh, it's happening. <laughs> so, um, I hope, I hope it's in date still. I need to check. So anyway, so 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 they've been a lifesaver actually, and I think a lot of people appreciate that because you can't get a delivery slot for a supermarket for two weeks. Yeah. So yeah. this is a this is a hack, basically a workaround. And if and I'll I'll be loyal to HelloFresh now and I'm sure other people will be to other brands. It's just I couldn't get onto those and, and HelloFresh was available. But I cannot fault them. They've been absolutely astonishing. Um I think there's going to be an interaction thing as well in business. I think um I hope that we start seeing the end of inane pointless meetings and also the thought that you need to see someone and mm. certainly for my business that would really help me like 
not having to travel to go and meet someone face to face when there's just really no need. Um, I think that would be yeah. helpful because I think it saves money, but I think you could be more productive. So I think the the cliches of working from home, the oh, part-timer because you work at home on a Friday, mm. I think all of that will hopefully just go unless people are just incredibly naughty and don't do their work. Um, and I think Zoom and video connection, I think people are starting to work that out really quickly. Like I've even had it in the last week where, you know, it just seems to work first time and everyone's on, whereas yeah. rewind two months and everyone's like, oh, what's the link again? What do I need to do? And, you know, I think everyone's, that that's just been this kind of seamless thing that everyone's picked up. Um, I think... Um, you know, there's going to be a, a rise. I think there might be a rise in less stress because I think every in your most intense clients or most intense bosses or they've all had to just chill out a bit, you know. Um, and I don't know if it might just do the world a bit of good. I mean, they might ramp up to you know six or seventh gear again, fine. But I think everyone's just had to kind of pause and, and be grateful for a load of things so I'm hoping that out of it that we might see just a little bit more respect about people's time you know for example I, I was saying earlier you know my wife's uh, got symptoms of this anyway whether it is or it isn't but she's been in since Friday in, in the room and do you know like it's the first time that I've started like you know ditching phone calls because something was genuinely more important like I had to make her lunch or I had to do something for her, mm. whereas usually the client would come first or your boss would come first. Or... So I wonder if people reconnecting with their families, those that stay married, um, <laughs> you know, might, um, yeah, I wonder if it might just be a bit different when we're all a little I, bit I, more supportive of each other. I mean, that that would be a wonderful outcome from, from you know, a pretty dark situation. But, I mean, you, I'd, I'd agree. There's, there's this... In, enforced but very you know big experiments working from home and i from what i can see it's you know productivity is is what it always was you know i i think a lot of the arguments against working from home have been shot down really probably in the last certainly in the last couple of weeks and if that carries on i think it'd be very hard to to sort of make those arguments again really and and like you say there's a bit of a convergence it seems you know a number of things that are the technologies are ready you know they are there the zoom and whatever else it, it is possible you know to have that meeting just as you need to have it you know it, it, the technology is there now and maybe maybe two years ago it was a bit buggy and wasn't working now you know it, it's there so I th- it would be wonderful if, if thing if that's uh if that was an outcome of this i think that would be that would be a big you know silver lining definitely yeah. I think there's yeah. other positives that um, most or a lot of restaurants became TV channels overnight. So everyone's got over that embarrassment of doing a video. You know, I think right. people are just jumping in. This is a bad thing for us, mate. But, you know, everyone's going to have a podcast. One of the dogs going to have a bloody podcast. Um, so that's uh. going to be fun. Um, you know, so I, I think, you know, people are, are, are you know getting into into those i think um i think people will be a bit fitter potentially like i've never seen so many mm. joggers in all my life um so you know that's going to be quite interesting as well 
Um, but yeah, I, I, I think um, it's went from what felt like quite a panicked state to within the last few days, everyone seeming to just kind of go by the rules and, and all the rest of it. But I think it's going to be important for people to keep up their stories. I think hygiene is now always just going to be on the agenda. Like it's never going to go away. Um, safety of your workers, how well you're treating them. It's just, it's just brought all of that to the fore, like even bigger. Um, I think that's a, a massive thing. Um, so yeah, so we'll just need to wait and see. But I think the content creation thing, I think is actually pretty wonderful. Um, that everyone's going to be getting more into that. And also the demonization of social media, um, I think might go a little bit because mm. all of a sudden, you know, where where would we be if we didn't have our iPhones during this time? Jeez, that would be a nightmare. Um, yeah, so- well, you can actually, I suppose there's been a bit of a, a bit of a story or a bit of a, you know, and a, a take on social media that it's divisive, you know, sort of people heads in their phones and, but I mean, it is, it is the way we're staying together at the moment, isn't it? Exactly. So I, yeah. I, I think, you know, the, the fake news movement and the demonization, I think that'll, that'll potentially just um, fade away a bit. And, and you know, we should, I, I mean, I'm not saying we should, sorry, we, we could be more appreciative of it. And, you know, for example, the wee ones down the stairs on the phone to your cousin up in Scotland and they're mm. sitting doing lessons together, you know? I'm asking. Yeah, that's brilliant. And you know, it's it's great stuff. It's really good. And then you've got the chance to, you know, tap into all this free education that's going on. You've got David Williams yeah. doing stories. Yeah, I mean, just it's it's never ending. So yeah, I think um technology is uh, probably gonna be the winner out of this whole thing. Yeah, and it and it really has been, you know, one of the one of the heartwarming things to see, or rather, you know, has has been all the things that people are trying to do to help, you know, for it's very easy to be quite cynical about, about lots of stuff. But I mean, you, uh, I would say the majority of people are, are doing what they can and that's, you know, that's only, obviously that's a good thing. So yeah, yeah. definitely. I, th- I think we're going to have to start wrapping it up. I'm that's afraid cool. I could, I could definitely keep talking uh, <laughs> for some time, but I, the way I tend to wrap these things up, a few quick fire questions, a bit more general. Would you be up for that? Oh well, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I've got a got a few um, that I like to ask, and I think I'd love to ask you. Um, in the context of food, if I say success, who do you think of, and why? Oh, um, success! I, what my mind flashed between two things. I think mm. there's uh, the ones that I've just made it like completely. So they're the finished articles. So you know, can I your your Pretz, your Wagamamas, your Nandos? You know, they're mm. the they're they're the most successful in that way. So I know it's quick fire, but a, a really good thing is there's usually market leaders and thought leaders um in uh sort of categories. So if we if we look at that way, I'd say um, you know, Pret is the market leader, but you know, Leon might be the thought leader now, for example. Mm-hmm. Um but also I like the people that are doing it slow and they're going to be more successful, I think. Which is Hawksmoor and Deshum and people like right. that, where they've just slow and steady wins the race. They're not in a rush to do 
you know, a hundred restaurants and so much time because yeah. there's investor pressure. And, you know, I think it's those guys that will eventually, they'll just keep their brand intact. Because if there was a hundred Deschumes, it would just be shot to bits now. Or, or did you want people? No, well, yeah. um, by all means. No, I was. that's that's a great answer. But if, do you, I mean, do you have a, does a person spring to mind? If I said like a food hero, do you, uh, is there someone? Uh, I think I like the <laughs> the visionaries, the crazy ones, the visionaries. Um, mm. You know, so <laughs> I, I, I should I write like, that down. That's <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I like the you know, so Julian at Pret, who, if I ever met him, was 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 wonderful to me. But yeah, he's really out there, um, a, a unique mind. Uh, Alan Yao. Mm-hmm. Um, who else would it be? Simon Woodruff. Um, okay. At, uh, at Yosushi, yeah. Um, you know those those ones that truly made it happen. I mean, actually, to be fair, Robin Rowland was was you know just as visionary. Um, you know, but he had the commerciality as well. Um, at, at Yo, but yeah, I think it's those people that you know just did something really outlandish. I mean. When you look at Sinclair and Julian at Pret, you know, giving up your city mm-hmm. jobs to open yeah. an espresso bar in a deli, I mean, geez, that was brave in 1986, wasn't it? it yeah, it must have been thereabouts. Yep. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, it would be a hard one to explain to people, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Going to get out of the city now. Not now, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what's, what's your favourite thing to do that's got nothing to do with food? Music. Is it? Yeah. I mean, that's my first love, really. Although I work in food and drink, um, mm. it's actually music's my, my main thing. Um, I, I saw you got to talk to uh, Anna McGee, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. That yeah. was amazing. I mean, jeez. It must was, have been. Uh, wow. Over the bit. It was a chance meeting. I was really drunk uh, at one of his uh, Q&A speech mm-hmm. things that he's doing. And uh, I won the raffle. Can I, or sorry, the what would you say? The bid thing. Um, okay. Auction, auction. Um, for yeah. uh, a framed, definitely maybe album, and he would sign it. And I was just last in the queue of signings, and we got yeah. to talk to him. And I knew he loved sushi. Um, from sort of following him a bit and stuff, and mm. I'd been Scottish helped. I think if I was from Reading, I would have. <laughs> right. So, um, I just said, you know. I'm, from Cowinan and he knew it and I just said, You love sushi, right? I used to be your sushi. Oh great, I love them, blah blah blah. And then she said, Do you want to go on my podcast? Aye, great. And then I thought, yeah, that'll never happen. Um <laughs> and then a couple of Instagram messages later and he did it. And uh yeah, I mean I was I was too nervous actually. I think I wish I enjoyed it a bit more. Um yeah. but McGee is my ultimate hero. Um, you know, just came from nothing done it all and yeah he made an impact on so many people's lives i mean tonight it's tim from the charlatans um listening parties and writes going blank again albums on so they're, they're doing that and everyone chips in on twitter and listens to it at the same time okay. and, uh, yeah i mean ride were on creation as well so he brought his ride and primal scream and my bloody valentine and oh my god just yeah stunning not bad for a ginger no, no, he's done, done all right. <laughs> um, one, one very quick last one. Oh, well, one last one. Uh, if you could pick up the phone and talk to your 20-year-old self, what would you say? 
I exercise more. Um, <laughs> I, I think I would say just to chill out a bit, you know, mm-hmm. um, where, like, you're everything doesn't matter as much as you think it does. Um, but at the same token, I think that's what gives me some of my edge, that yeah. I'm yeah. just always quite high anxiety, like highly anxious to be a people pleaser and answer people's emails within seconds and say yes and get it done. And So it's a bit of a double-edged sword, that one, um, mm. because I think actually by me being wired that way, I think it actually helps. But I think it's probably just a wee bit, go easy on yourself, you know, just uh, chill out a bit, give yourself a break now and again. But um, as I say, the flip side of that is, you know, maybe you are a little bit more complacent and you don't spot the opportunity or where the puck's going to be and you get left behind. So uh, that's always a... a Just just chill out, chill out a little bit, not too much. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's easy. Go easy awesome all right well i think we're going to leave it there just you know thank you so much for your time it's been really fascinating picking your brains and and uh you know and like i said before thank you for what you're doing the content you're putting out and best of luck with it all uh, what would you what would you like people to do from here you know where would you like them to go obviously you're over all sorts of all the channels is there anywhere particularly you'd like them to to kind yeah. of come and meet you? The most useful thing is um, to, to to go on to YouTube um, and just search for either Supersonic Inc. or Pub and Restaurant Rebirth, and you should find it. Um, there's some orange branding and stuff, but if you go onto my social media channels, you'll find the links there. So on Twitter and Instagram, I'm Supersonic underscore ink so supersonic underscore ink so inc mm-hmm. and then i'm um, just mark mcsee or mark mcculloch on um linkedin and you'll find me absolute worst case scenario is um um just at mark at supersonic.marketing on my email so drop me an email and i'll point you in the right direction of whatever it is you need to know Brilliant. All right. Well, I, I'll, I'll put put all those in the show notes, so it should be should be able to just skip through pretty straightforward. But um, yeah, go and go and check that out. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you. It's been cool. And then yeah, once we're uh, released into the wild, um, it'd be nice to yeah grab a wee beer with you or something. That'd be lovely. Absolutely. That's uh, that's yeah. Let's make that happen. That'd be brilliant.